Hello there. Good morning. Welcome to Tuesday um, and welcome to Spiritual and Holistic Business Circle. I'm Andrea Cowden. I'm a content strategist and I'm here today as usual with my partner in crime, Kerry McGill-Ray. Hey, Kerry, how are you today? I'm good, thanks. And you? Yeah, not too bad. I've had a crazy end of month, um, <laughs> but I think it's winding down now. Thank goodness for that. So um, I've <laughs> really been... <laughs> Caning it hard this month, so I think uh, today's topic of self-care self for energy workers is very appropriate um, for me, and I think it is for you as well. No, always no wonder yes. we picked this topic for for this time of I year. I know. Yeah. Isn't it funny how they always find that they're the right topic for the right time? Yeah, yeah, them exactly. Yeah, but you know, we're energy workers and we're intuitive. We just, you know, we just trust. <laughs> You know, That's the idea it. pops up and we just go, yes, that will be the day. So, um, yeah, self-care for energy workers. That is the topic for today. So um, let's start with um, what with that saying that, um, that goes around a lot. Let me just pop it up if it wants to show. It doesn't want to show. Why doesn't it want to show? Let's try again. Here we Yay. go. But you can't give from an empty cup. And let me let me start this with a little bit of a story. A couple of years ago, I was doing psychic development classes um, in one of the shop spaces in Sydney. And that was on top of my nine to five corporate job. And I would finish my job um, in the city and I would catch the train on the way home that um, went through the suburb where the shop was. So I would get off the train you know, um, go do my class and what have you and then go home and it would be really late by the time I get home. And this was, I did that two or three times a month depending on how it worked out. And by the end of the year, by the end of, you know, doing a couple of terms like this, I was exhausted. And the shop owner uh, who gave me a present, as a Christmas present, she gave me a book that was about filling an empty cup and I, I thought that was, that was a very um, appropriate message. And that's when I understood really what it meant uh, that you can't um, give or drink from an empty cup. Absolutely. So, mm. And a lot, of, a lot of the energy workers that um, we come across, like majority of them are female. And I'm not saying that it's different for men, like men don't go through the same things, mm -hmm. but they certainly do. Because mm. they're called to the same thing. They're called to service. And when you're called to that higher purpose of service, mm. you actually fall into that trap of giving, giving, giving and not looking after yourself. And mm. you then get like society is quite good at telling us that if we actually look after ourselves, that that's really selfish. Mm. So then we go, especially well, we can't if you're do a that. woman. That's right, especially so. Yeah. So, you know, that's just something that we've grown up with over the years. Mm. So it's it's about and what you learn, like if you've been through motherhood and you've had children, you're constantly going through that phase of give, give, give for everyone else but you and you're putting everyone else first and that is what we're talking about when you give from an empty cup because you aren't replenishing you. Mm. So in order for you to give your best, you need to replenish yourself. Mm. which means you need to fill your own cup first. Yeah, and there's there's a very good and very practical example that a lot of people would have already experienced is when they give the safety talk in an aeroplane. If you're flying mm -hmm. somewhere and they do the safety, safety talk with the whole, you know, the mask coming down and yep. all that, they tell you to put it on yourself first before you put it on others, including your children, children. including the children that you're travelling with, which which is like... When I first flew, that was like, you know, I, I was very indignant. Like, why wouldn't I put it on my children first? Because, you know, that would that would be, you know, what a mother would do. You know, look after your children first and a yourself. A good mother. A good, a good mother. mother. My right. um, perception of a good mother. Yeah. Yes. And then, you know, they explain that you have to look after yourself first and make sure that you're okay because that only takes a little bit of an effort. And then once you know you're okay, then you can go and look after other people. Yes, including well, I mean, you know, 
That's mm. right. You're not used to your children if you've passed out because exactly. you didn't put yours on first. So what, yeah. what if you've got four kids? By the time you yeah. got to the fourth kid, you would have passed out. That's if yeah, you're lucky yeah. to make it to the fourth kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're just exactly. going to look at you and go, now what do we do? Bum's on the ground. Mm. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Depending on how old yeah. they are, they may or may not be able to help you. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but that's that's it. It's but it's even that uh, difference of um, in thinking. You know that my initial thought on automatically went, no, I need to make sure that my children are okay. As opposed to no, I need to make sure that I'm okay, and that is to me at the time was such a foreign concept that I felt like, oh, how dare someone tell me that I need to be okay first before I can um, help my children. And, and it comes I, up in so many different situations, not just energy workers, right? So it does. Pretty much every single mother goes through this, every mm. mother. <laughs> and yeah, and, quite and a, you don't even have to be a mother, no, do you? No, you don't. Like most everyone goes through it. Men, women, mm. doesn't matter. Everyone mm. really does go through it. Mm. And like you said, it shows in different ways and not just in like um, you use the typical example of a mother where you look, you look after your families, but for energy workers, there's a whole other layer on top of this whole thing because um, what happens is energy workers are, um, are in service, in service of the public. It's it's not like your job is done when your job is done. You're constantly you're constantly giving. You're constantly in that space of giving and 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 helping people transform and heal and all that sort of stuff. So you are you are in that constant state of pouring out of your cup. Absolutely. So you and actually I, pour more because that's yeah. that's your role in your business. Yeah. So it's exactly. not just the usual stuff that you have to deal with, which makes mm. self self care so much more important as an energy mm. worker who works in service. Mm. And it's um, the other reason is too is because a lot of the work that energy workers do takes a lot of energy. Mm. So, you know, a lot of people go, well, why do they charge so much? Well, because energy workers can't do 38 hours of healing. Mm. It's, it's exactly. physically impossible. For their mm. energy levels, it's physically impossible. So that's mm. why the charges are around about what they are mm. because they can't do full-time hours in that. It's mm. just not possible. The amount mm. of energy that is needed to do that kind of work and to be in that space of service for energy workers and even psychics, anyone mm. who's working with higher vibrations, mm. it takes so much out of you, mm. like, you know, I've brought up before, like after a day of reading at a fair back-to-back -back all day, like, you know, I'm there, high-flying while I'm there, right, but the second that I leave that fair, I crash and burn like no tomorrow because all the energy has just been mm. sucked the life out of me basically. Like yeah. my poor husband's yeah. lucky to get a sentence out of me that makes any sense. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, you go just give. And give and give and give. And it's it's not like, especially at fairs, it's not like, you know, you book in two or three readings a day, you get through like 15, 16. You know, some people even make a competition out of it and they go, yeah, I did 20 today. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. oh. <laughs> yeah. And it's great while you're doing it. But mm. that also means that they may not be able to work for three or four days mm. because they need to recoup. Mm. So, you know, even though you can do that, usually I book out about three days after so that I can restore mm. and I don't do did any you, readings at all. Did you always do that or did that take you a, a little while to learn and figure out that it worked that way, that, that you needed that restorative me, time after? took me a while to work that out because my first round of fairs I was doing while I was commercially working mm. and... What I found was, you know, I'd do a fair on a Saturday or Sunday and I'd go back to work on Monday and I was completely useless. Mm. Um, in corporate world, sometimes you can hide that really well. <laughs> you know, you know where your limits are and you just focus on the things that you can do that don't require the big masses of brain power. Mm. Um, so you can manage 
But what I found was I was just getting too tired. So when I started to mm. get a little bit sick, I'm just like, nah, if I've got a fair on that weekend, I booked in an annual leave day on the Monday. That was it, done. Mm. Wasn't even mm. And this, um, these things, and we haven't even used the word burnout, but that's, no. that's kind of like a buzz thing that is going around. Um, but it is, it is a real thing and it doesn't just manifest itself in mental tiredness or physical tiredness. It can actually manifest in, in health issues, more serious health issues. And yes. um, what I've noticed with a lot of psychics, even before I, I went into the content strategy business, I, I was talking to a lot of psychics and almost every single one of them had some sort of an autoimmune disease, every single one of them. And it didn't start up until pr pretty much they, they started um, putting more energy into their psychic work. So they even even if there was anything present before, once they started doing their psychic work, it just got even worse and it flared up and everything. And um, the same thing happened to me. The same thing happened to me. Once once I started putting more and more energy into my psychic work, I started having all these autoimmune issues. Ah, uh, see, I was the opposite. Really? So, yeah. So I was doing a lot of psychic work while I was full time working. And so, yes, in that regard, yes, when I ramped it up, um, I started to uh, notice more of the symptoms. Mm. But what I found was that to me it was more of a disconnect. So it was the going mm. against the alignment that made it worse. So once mm. I left and went full time in the business, the issues that I was having, while I still had the autoimmune disease, that's still there, but the complications that come with it, like the constant pain and the chronic pain and all those things mm. and, you know, all kinds of other horrible things, um, mm. that slowed right down. Mm. So it was almost like they were telling me that if you want to get rid of this, and this was the conversation I was going through with my spirit guides at the time, they were going, no, you've got RA, not lupus, so we had that argument. Um, and we had that argument with the specialist too, right? So, <laughs> and my specialist is like, what is going on here? I should uh, hang hang on, who, who made the argument with your specialist, you or your spirit guide? Well, I did on their behalf, obviously, because <laughs> um, then she just would have locked me up. <laughs> but, mm. <laughs> oh, you mean three meals a day and no washing? Hold on, maybe I should take that back. Um, <laughs> But, yes, so I went through that whole process of going down that argument with her and they kept saying that if you stay where you are and don't change, that it's only going to get worse and you won't be able to reverse it. Mm. And that was the messages I was getting. Because I was out of alignment and I refused mm. to let go, that's why it was as bad as it was. Do you think you being out of alignment, and I know that we're veering off the agenda again we a little always bit, do. You know, that, that's my job to, to bring it all back. Um, this is an important topic. It, it is, it is. And maybe we should do a show about this too. <laughs> <laughs> um, topic idea number 536. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so do you think that um, so once you stop your full-time, you know, normal, normal corporate job, normal, <laughs> yeah. um, and then so you went into full-time psychic work, you yes. had more time for self-care probably yes and the alignment was better because you no longer had to expand or expand your energy on on a job that wasn't really filling you up yeah. so um is 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 this how you um find it easier to fill your cup now that you're doing this full time so you're not you're not getting overwhelmed by the service that you give through your through your psychic um, work because yep. you're managing it yes yes so my mm. self-care is a lot better um, mm. there's days where like um, I have some medication on a regular basis and some days that can knock me for six on on the day after so mm -hmm. I now know that I just block that time out and then if I feel okay then I do some work if I don't feel okay then I just rest so mm. I now actually listen to my body more 
than I have mm. ever listened to my body. And that's what I've found is for us energy workers, we only mm. listen when it impacts our body and our mm. health. And by, the, the only time, by, that time, by that time, this has gone on way too long. That's right. Hasn't it? It has. And that's, that's why self-care is so important and actually listening to our body because that's part of the self-care. So mm. if our body is going, no, we're tired, we need to rest, then get your ass to bed early, right? Mm. Don't, don't go, no, 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 I can spend another three hours doing blah, blah, blah. or sitting Playing on Candy Crush. <laughs> sitting on Facebook looking at nothing mm. stimulating. Um, yeah. Except us today at lunch. Awesome. Um, <laughs> but, or whenever you're watching this. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> but it's really important to start to listen to your body as mm. an energy worker because it will tell you when it's time. Mm. It holds all the answers yeah. and all the key. Because mm. by the time all this, like the overwhelm is manifesting into your physical body that means that it's reached a stage with your with your vibration or you know with your aura if you like where it just it's just screaming at you and going pay attention mm -hmm. pay attention to me and yeah i think with energy workers um especially they work on that high vibrational level and that's that's not your physical body or at least no. that it's not perceived as your physical body. So it's really easy to go, oh, yeah, I'm working on this vibration and all that and forget completely about your physical needs. Yes. And you, you eat and sleep and all that because you can't really avoid it, can you? But um, no. there, are, there are plenty of other needs that need to be met when it comes to the health of your physical body and also mental health. Let's not yes. forget mental health um, either. Because, because mentally it goes together. Yeah. Mm. It is so real it's not funny. Mm. And a, that happens a lot with autoimmune. You get the whole mm. um, brain fog, they call it, Yeah, where you can yeah. stare at someone and, and know the words that you want to spit out of your mouth, but for the life of you, you can't find them hidden in your brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it will be a simple word like do or what or because or like something that you use a million times a day and you probably mm. even used in the morning, but for the life mm. of you, when you're in the middle of this conversation, you can't remember the word. Yeah, yeah, it, it's like someone dimmed the lights down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they just pulled that word out and they're, they're making rearrangements. They'll put mm. it back later. <laughs> yeah, I so can relate to that. I have, um, I have PCOS and Hashimoto's. Um, as, a, as an autoimmune disease and um, yeah the brain fog is real it is completely real and especially when when you're a content creator you know you sit down you've got your you know I've got four blogs to write today or you know a couple of videos to do and you sit down and go I have no idea what I'm going to talk about like what are words <laughs> kind of thing you know, and, yeah. and that and that's just you know that's just a mild expression of um, of brain fog. There's there's other stuff that comes with it, um, also, um, like other mental health issues such as anxiety and depression, yeah. um, which they also are very real. And even for energy workers, <clears throat> especially so again, because if you're sensitive to other people's vibrations and you're an empath, um, then you will reach that stage where you won't be able to tell. Um, your own stuff from other people's and you just keep taking it on because that's yep. what you're going to fill your cup with, isn't it? Yep. You're going to fill your cup with all the with garbage out there shit. because, yeah, because <laughs> something is better than nothing, right? So if you're not being discerning what you're filling your cup with, then you might be filling your cup with garbage. Yeah, and, and, and anxiety and not even is really it. common. Anxiety is really common in mm. energy workers. Mm. really really common and half the time mm. it isn't ours and I can get it over the simplest things mm. like we were discussing earlier how I've started trying this AFL thing mm. right? it's a AFL thing for my kids football club um, mm. but even just the simplest questions I was getting anxiety over like I needed to know what to wear I needed to know 
you know, do we have to wear a certain colour? Could I wear long leggings? You know, I didn't want to turn up and then them tell that, that I have to change into shorts or something and not have shorts, mm. you know, like it was the really simple things that I could get really anxious about. But, you know, I'd mm. turn up to parties and not give two hoots what I wear. Do you know what I mean? Like it, mm. it's just really it's inconsistent and it's really mm. dependent on whatever's going on at the time. Mm. So whenever I start something new, I can get really anxious over all the tiny little minuscule questions. Mm. But if it's something that I've been doing for a while, I won't even think twice about it. Mm. It's just it's just routine. Yeah. And, and that's what all new things will eventually become. They can become routine. You just have to, you know, Start on get them, over the I think. get over the first hurdle. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And like I, I specialize in live video, for example. And um, and I've 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 been watching people who who keep putting off their live videos for weeks, and then weeks become months, and 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 the months become you know a, a whole year, or maybe even longer, you know. And they know that it would be in their benefit to to do the live videos, but that it, it's just that 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 energy of you know not wanting to do the first one because it's something new but once you start doing them you know you do a few and it becomes a routine it does and 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 all those feelings of anxiety and 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 everything would just disappear and uh, i was the same we, when i started my facebook lives on this mm. show like i'm very natural at it now but the first mm. few oh my god when i listen to the playback <laughs> i can hear my voice quiver <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god! And I'm like the most embarrassing thing. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so new. Like, <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. Oh, this, this, this is normal. You should, you, should, you should see some of my first lives. I look back and I'm like, oh, that's shocking. That's shocking. <laughs> but everyone loved it, so it didn't matter. Like everyone yeah, was really yeah. supportive. Yeah, and exactly. A lot of the time you're doing something that they would love to do, but don't have the guts to do and sometimes that's what mm. we need to do to give them the confidence to try it themselves mm. exactly i'm quite happy for other people to see me fail because then they go oh if she's failing but well, she used to fail but now she's doing this then i can yeah. get there too that's yeah. right um okay so we're talking about self-care <laughs> today so let's let's bring it back to the topic um let's talk about why energy is crucial so self-care yeah so we did discuss this a little bit about the whole thing that energy workers give so much of their energy when they do the work which is why they can only mm. do so many um mm. and if we don't have the energy to give then the service that we're providing is actually not to the standard that we would want to mm. provide it at mm. which then you know starts a whole spiral effect if you don't deliver the standard that you promise then that mm. can then impact your business in other ways so it's really an important business foundation to make sure that you have your energy back with you so mm. you know it's really crucial that you cut that link when you're finished with a client because you don't want them to take it all with them and mm. the other and draw it back to yourself but you also need to make sure that you refill that bucket because otherwise the next client's not going to get what they need. And that's mm. not why we're in it, right? Mm, we're in it exactly. to make sure that everyone gets what they need. And if we don't have what they need to give them, then they're not going to come back. Mm. And and it's okay to know or feel like you, you have nothing to give. Yeah, totally. I think, okay. I, I think, I think this is like the little red light goes off but we kind of stuff it down and hide it with a, a, a good dose of guilt and shame. Yeah. <laughs> you know, who's going who's gonna to admit to the fact that they are completely and utterly burnt out, they have no energy, you know, they just want to, you know, go hide under the table rather than take on clients. Um, who's, who's going to admit to that? I don't think a lot of energy Me. workers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you do, but I, I know a lot of people. Um, who will just keep on running on empty and mm. will just keep on you know, doing the work because they think that if they put their hand up and go, no, actually, I'm the one who needs healing now. I'm the one who needs time out. I'm the one who needs to um, focus on or need, need, need the energy to be focused on instead of other people. 
I think there's a there's a good dose of guilt and shame to that. So people don't tend to do it. There's a lot of fear around it too. I mm. find because a lot of people. What, what if I appear to be weak? You know. Yes, if you appear to be weak, or you tell them that your energy isn't at the right space to give them what they need, then they fear mm. that they'll just go somewhere else. Mm. I mean, so but the the people that are meant to work with you will stay and they'll wait, and mm. that's why you know I'm really. I've always been adamant about doing that with clients. So if I get sick with the flu or if I find that my energy is way off or I've got a migraine or anything where my mm. energy is not at its peak, I just refuse to do the work. Mm. And whenever I contact them about it, I'm like, I'm, my energy isn't at the right space to give you what you need. Mm. Can we postpone? And most of them don't want to go anywhere else. Very rarely mm. have I I don't even think I've had one person who's reject, rejected it when I've said that, you know, I can't give you the best reading in the condition that I'm in but mm. I, and that's what I want to deliver to you so can we reschedule because I'm sick. Mm. And not one person has ever said no. Mm. But they don't want the shitty reading either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, nobody wants the shitty reading. No. Nobody wants that. Right. No um, one and so, so it's okay to go and say, can I reschedule because I'm not giving my best. That's um, right. It, it's not just okay to say to your client, but okay to say to yourself. Absolutely. You know, because first you need to convince yourself that it's okay to ring that client and go, can I reschedule with you? Yeah. And, I mean, so many things happen in our lives. I mean, we go through stages where we might have a past one, like a relative Passover. And people mm. think that they just won't understand that. And mm. you need to know that people are actually a lot more accepting than we mm. think. Mm. All that stuff that we create in our head about what it's going to look like or what they're going to say if we ask mm. them if we can reschedule is all a load of bloody hogwash. It is. Like it's just it's all bullshit. It is because, because then we're putting our words into their mouths without them even knowing it or without them even having a say about it. That's right. And, and most and of them are like that. We, we create this conversation and, and therefore we, we can actually manifest that conversation into real life. Absolutely. You know, that goes through your mind over and over and over and that's the mindset that you contact your client and if that's the energy you put into it, then, you know, chances are that your client is going to come back to you and go, well, you know what? I'm just going to go and get my healing from someone else. That's right. And see, whenever I contact my clients, I always do it from a space of gratitude. Mm. If I'm in that, that scenario, I always drop into gratitude mm. first and then contact my client because mm. they're then grateful that I was honest and didn't deliver mm. a half-assed reading. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. I, 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 I get think exactly that's, that's what I put out. I think that's another show that we could do, you know, how to talk about manifesting. I think we talked about manifesting in the show, on the show. So maybe that's, that's something that we could talk about because I think that there's um, a whole bunch of misconceptions out there about Absolutely. how manifesting works and what it actually is. So uh, maybe we'll make that our next show. We should. Um, yeah. Coming up to should. Christmas, I think we could all do with a bit more manifesting techniques. A bit of manifesting, definitely. Yeah. All right, so um, what, what, what do we do? How do we give our best while still caring for ourselves? How do we do that? So one of the things that I want to cover today is that what self-care actually is because it's mm. different for everybody, right? People just go, oh, you need to have good self-care. And the first thing that comes to mind for most people is, well, that means I have to go and have a massage. Or that means I have to go and have a yeah. pedicure or my nails done or, you know, my mm. hair done or something like that. Yeah. It doesn't have to yeah. be that at all. Your idea of self-care, and I have a cousin who's like this, is going to the mountains and mm. bushwalking because that's yeah. her thing, right? That fills her back up. Mm. That really replenishes her soul. So mm. don't just think that self-care is all those fluffy things right mm. because self-care for me can be sitting out on my front deck having a coffee in the sun mm. 
that's yeah, why I can relate to that completely. Yeah, <laughs> with, with no kids and you know nothing there, not not looking at my phone, not thinking of anything, just sitting mm. and being present and enjoying my coffee, and that mm. that can be my self care. Mm. The other thing could be having a nap when you're tired. Yeah, like if you can squeeze a nap in on the weekend, then why the hell not, right? Um, we all want to be that granny. Um, <laughs> but if we do these things, and they don't have to be big things, they can just be small moments each day mm. that mm. will replenish our cup. Mm. The other thing that I would suggest is one of the other things that kind of empties our cup are our relationships. Mm. Now this Ooh, is a, that, that's another yeah, show. <laughs> another show, and we will go into it in depth after. Mm. But I just want to touch on do some research on what they call the five love languages, mm. because if we are not receiving the love from the relationships around us, our cup is never going to be full, regardless of what we do mm. with self care. It will be so, full, but it will be full of other shit. stuff that isn't necessarily serving us. That's right. So you need to understand how you like to receive your love mm. and and then see if because that will fill your cup really quickly and it will keep it full for longer. Mm. So it doesn't necessarily have to be about the things that you do for yourself. It could be that you just got five minutes to read a book today or that you got to, in my case, I go lay on my crystal bed. That's always fun. Um, mm. It's my own version of self-healing. <laughs> And, you know, and maybe it's you have to go and have a healing done. Mm. If you're an energy worker, I find that energy workers need to have more frequent healings mm. as well as people who work with the masses, so mm. where they see lots and lots of people on a regular basis. Mm. And that could be like a delivery driver, like who drives big trucks and sees, you know, hundreds of people. It could be a DJ who has hundreds in a club. Like, you know, those kind of people would feed, feel the impact a lot quicker mm. and feel their cup, cup empty quicker than someone who just works on their own. Mm. So you need to take all of those things in, into consideration mm. and work out what self-care plan works for you. And it, it should be uh, like a regular maintenance thing something that you do on a regular basis. So schedule it ahead instead of, you know, coming to a crushing halt and go, oh, I, I need to do something about myself. I'm going to take a couple of days off because you're already so depleted that you're on the ground. You can't move. You can't think. You can't do anything. Yeah. So before you get to that stage, why, why not create a plan where you can even make bookings ahead for yourself, put it into your diary, um, you know, if you need to make an appointment with other people, then do that, you know, a couple of months in advance because you know that um, periodically you will need it, then why not do it? Um, yes. Because then that way you are more likely to actually keep that appointment instead of waiting until, you know, you're completely um, bonkers. <laughs> basically. Or fizzled out. <laughs> or, or fizzled out, you know, um, whichever version of, you know, burnout. Um, happens to you usually yeah so if, if you make it a routine because we live with routines you know whether that's your morning coffee or um, uh, when you have a shower every day or how you get to work or how you do whatever we have daily routines so why not build self-care into that routine yeah and you know what the, the number one excuse that I hear from people and I put my hand up that I use it as well on a regular basis is that I don't have the time but we do that I don't have the time so it's just yeah our priorities don't allow it the time exactly. that's where it gets screwed up and see exactly. if you schedule them out like you're talking about you're telling the universe mm. that I actually find that I am really important and in mm. order for me to deliver what I need to deliver, mm. I have already decided that I'm going to set aside time in the future to take mm. care of me, which then mm. means the universe, you know, can back off a little, right? Mm. Because if you don't um, decide that you want to do those things and look after yourself, 
then you give the universe basically a free pass to putting you mm. on your ass because you don't listen. Yeah, and you don't yeah. Look it, would, it would just keep piling it on because here you yeah. took some, here's some more. That's um, right. Here's some more again because you know um, you don't need any rest. <laughs> That's right. Because you think that you're unimportant and you don't need rest, we're going to show you how much rest you really need. Here, enjoy the yeah. flu. Yeah. <laughs> It does it does happen that way because burnout is never just burnout. It always comes with something else. Yes. Uh, because b- burnout is just a feeling. You you feel tired, but there's all that other stuff that comes with it. And that's the stuff that you that you don't want, you know. So when, like Carrie said, when you end up with the flu, just completely out of the blue, it's not flu season, no one around you has the flu, but you come down with the worst flu of your life, you know, then the chances are you you have burnt out or you are in the burnout stage and your yeah. body is just, um, it has, has put you in that position where you just need to stop. Yeah. With, with and everything. it will do that. If you don't listen to mm. its cues along the way, it will do that. And quite often, every time that I've gotten to that burnout phase, um, I was a really bad listener Mm. (laughs) and it put me in hospital. Mm. So I've been in hospital a couple of times and that's what's happened because Mm. I didn't listen Mm. because I was trying to, you know, squeeze a few extra days in instead of, you know, leaving when I should have or whatever it was, stopping Mm. when I should have, instead of going, oh, just bit more right just a little bit more won't hurt anyone exactly it's just let's just squish in a bit more you know see how it goes and you you, you keep putting it in you keep putting it in eventually that pressure is going to build up and the lid's going to blow yes (laughs) and you end up in hospital that's right and that's Mm. worse just just quietly you all think it's great because you don't have to do anything but mate when the other people around you are so noisy oh Yeah, yeah. It's um, horrible. <laughs> we've, we've got Yvonne here who says um, that she thinks she's in um, that she's in burnout stage. Let me just bring up her comment. Here we go. Uh, I think I'm in the burnout stage. Um, so, what sort of what sort of energy work do you do, Yvonne? If you wouldn't mind letting us know, um, just just what, pop it in the comments you, and we'll see when it come you start up. To, yeah, when you start to get to that stage, I think that the only solution to find your way out is to basically stop that's Mm. it you have to stop because you're you've reached burnout for a reason and it means that you're either your boundaries aren't set up correctly you don't have a good self self self-care plan in place or you're just you're just overdoing it right Mm. like you could have a really great self-care plan but if you're Mm. still burning the candle at both ends for longer than a mm. couple of months because our body can manage it for a short period of time. But if you're burning it at both ends for like five years, then mm. like you should have been in burnout ages ago. <laughs> if not, mm. you've been in it for three, three years, right? Mm. So when that happens, there is absolutely nothing wrong with stopping altogether. Mm. Mm. Like when I found that when, I when you when you say stopping, do you mean like stop taking client appointments, yes. um, stop doing things for other people, and that means um, not just your clients, but you know, um, consider um, offloading some of your family responsibilities. I'm not saying give away the kids. Um, or you anything. can do that. No, I'm just kidding. Put <laughs> them on eBay. Um, I heard That's some people have done that. Um, um and and um Yvonne says you hit the nail on the head Kerry good on you so yeah that that um that includes you know things like handing responsibilities over in other areas of your life like um asking your partner if you have one to take on more of the responsibilities at home or if your kids are old enough um to have some responsibilities around the house then hand those over, even if it's just small things, you know, if you can, in any way that you can lighten your own load. Don't expect other people to come up with the with the idea of their own initiative because we both know that it doesn't happen, especially, you know, in a, in a domestic situation. <laughs> I, I don't know about everybody else, but 
most of the time, you know, my hubby will do something if I ask him to do it. Yes. If I don't ask him, it's it's like it's not even a thing. It's not even in his universe. They don't they don't so, think about it. So when you're in exactly. burnout, burnout is the time to be asking for help. Exactly. That's the exactly. time to ask for help. And there's absolutely mm. nothing wrong with asking for help. Mm. To me, it's yeah. always a sign of strength, never a sign of weakness. And sometimes you need to be assertive too, because if people get used to the fact that you do all of those things that you do and all of a sudden you go, actually, can I just get you to do this for yourself? They will go, oh, I can't do that for myself. How dare you asking me to do this for myself, you know, and all that sort of stuff. So it's okay to, to then go, no, actually, I need, to, I need you to handle this for a while or until I'm able to handle it again. It's okay. Yeah, you've just got to take your time, right? So just pace mm. yourself is the way to do it. There's no use burning the candle at both ends because it doesn't help anybody. Mm. So, you know, you can do it in short-term crisis, but long-term it's not the way to go. You need to find a better solution yeah. and that's where you need to start to ask for help and you need to slow down with mm. other things. Start yeah. to listen yeah. to your body because mm. it will tell you what you need. It's like trying to run a marathon, which is 42 kilometres, with the speed of like a short 100-metre sprint. Sprint, yes. Yeah, like you're, you're, you're sprinting and you, you build up maximum speed and effort and all that that can take you 100 metres, maybe a little bit over, but if you try to keep it up for the rest of the 42 kilometres, it's, your it's heart bursts out of task. your chest. That's what happens. Exactly. <laughs> you drop dead um, on the marathon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't want that, definitely. No, absolutely um, not. So here's, here's Yvonne saying that her father has passed away a couple of years ago and she's been trying to give her all, but um, she knows that she's getting hurt in the long run. And I'm trying to bring up that comment. Here we go. Yes, it's very hard mm. when someone passes in the family, especially mm. when it's a head of the family because I find that someone always tends to slip into that role. And mm. if that's you, Yvonne, I know what that's like. And it's almost like the entire responsibility of the family then sits on your shoulder. Mm. And then you're like, how did I even get here? Like all of a sudden mm. I'm now, now the new head of the family and, you know, he's not talking to her and, you know, they're all chucking their own little tamper tantrums and, you know, mm. you're stuck in the middle trying to hold your head above water. Mm. And sometimes you just got to stand for yourself and say, get your shit together. I'm not your parent, right? Mm. You know, put your head out of your own ass and sort your shit out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yvonne's, Yvonne's saying yes. I think you've hit the nail on the head again and she knows what you're talking about. But you bring up a very interesting point is when other people put us into that situation, it is it is not our own doing that we're burning out, but we just happen to find ourselves in those circumstances, like you said, when in this um, particular example, when the head of the family passes away and then everybody goes, okay, well, you're it now. It's like playing tag. Then yep. everything is on you now and you go, when did this happen? How did I take this on? You know, you blink yeah. and all of a sudden you're doing everything. And yeah. you're the decision maker and you're everything. And even though it's not physical work, it it's still draining. leads to it is, it is very draining. Because it's emotional. So, mm. and emotional but I, I think draining. I think the 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 principle of self-care applies. Absolutely. Just the same, whether whether it's physical or, or mental or emotional. It does. Yep. But it also like mm. self-care can be boundaries. So mm. like in that situation where you automatically default to the head of the family, you mm. can set the boundaries that go, no, I'm not in charge here, like especially if mm. you're one of the siblings and there's like three of you, for example, you know, this is how it's going to work. You are responsible for this, you are responsible for that, and I'm responsible for this, and you need to all get it done. Mm. And that's it. Mm. Get, <laughs> get it done. Your bit. Get it done. And then own own the decision-making. That's right. Yeah. Um, I, I found that um, with, uh, with, with myself personally, and other people might relate to this as well, 
when I was still working in corporate, I'm trying to run my business as well at the same time. And, you know, family stuff is happening. And um, even though I was usually the primary decision maker, with all that happening all at the same time and decisions that need to be made for all of those things at the same time, I just reach my limit and go, I cannot make another decision today. Don't ask me to decide on anything, even if it's just about what's for dinner, because I'm just done. <laughs> You know, I used to have that same problem by dinner time. I couldn't make any more decisions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be like, no, nah, nah, I don't care what we watch on TV. I don't care what's yeah. for dinner. I don't care if it's nothing. I'm not making <laughs> another decision today. And then I, I think um, the mistake that I made was that I took on that decision making and yeah. and and all that. And um, and then. Uh, my burnout manifested in that way where I just went, no, if you want me to make another decision, I think I'm just going to explode and you're going to have to clean me up from the walls and, the, you know, it's <laughs> going to be ugly. If you make a decision now, it's not going to end well for any of you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But, yeah, I, I didn't have that type of clarity. I knew that I didn't want to make any more decisions. And I think that's one of the, uh, one of the other manifestations of burnout where you just go, no, nah, I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to make a decision. I don't want to have to absorb anything more because, yeah. you know, you're an energy worker, which means you're like a sponge. Mm. And that means you attract moisture, as in you attract energies, um, whether you like it or not. But once you're full, you're full. Unless you squeeze yourself out and get rid of all that stuff, you just can't take on any more. Absolutely. I think this is this is where a lot of people go um, very wrong because you know they they absorb everything they absorb everything like a sponge they all fall they can't absorb anymore so they run themselves out because they uh, they they reach that burnout stage but as soon as they let go of everything they start accumulating again uh, they start stuff. taking more responsibilities yes oh I feel We're, good now so yeah I can order. Yeah, exactly. You know, hit the ground running and all that. What they don't realise is that they don't hit the ground running, they hit the ground with their face, you know, because it, it just becomes like you reach that burnout stage even quicker because you haven't fully allowed yourself to just be, just be energetically and spiritually with yourself and just just figure out, you know, now that you squeezed all the crap out, then what it is, what, what is it that's left? You know, what is me? What is something else? Am I still where I want to be? And, you know, all that sort of really, really deep stuff, <laughs> I think. Very, very deep. <laughs> wow. I've, I've gone really deep with that, I think. Whew. I don't know where all that came from. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the unpredictable show. That's us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I think sometimes I do channel even um, I, I don't work I don't really work as a psychic anymore but I, I do channel a lot I think especially I when it comes too. to this sort of stuff so but it's all good because this is what it makes it easy for both of us to relate to you people who are watching this who are energy workers and spiritual workers and psychic workers you know light workers whatever you want to call yourself because we know, we've been there, we've experienced pretty much everything that you'd be experiencing in your spiritual practice. So, um, and Yvonne says, you're very smart women. Aww, thank you. Thank you. Aww. <laughs> we gonna like you. Screen now, <laughs> just the best proof. Yeah, we're very smart. Yay. See, <laughs> Yvonne said it, it's true. <laughs> yes, yes, yes it is. And we're gonna take it as a compliment. Absolutely. Totally mm. taken as a compliment. Yeah. So I think um, let's talk about manifestation or manif manifestation, manifesting in our next show next week on Tuesday. Um, the times might change, people. So if you're watching, um, just keep that in mind that the times might change. So um, it will be announced. So you'll, you'll see the same little um, graphic that you always do. Just so, a reminder uh, and you won't miss it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So is there anything else that you wanted to cover off today, Kerry, about self-care for energy workers? Just that it's super, super important. It really is. It is. Because none of us like to hit burnout 
and mm. I wouldn't like to see any of you make it there. It's not mm. pleasant. It's not nice. And if you can avoid mm. it, then mm. take the tips that you've learned today and start <clears throat> implementing whatever you can to avoid burnout. Yeah, yeah. And listen to yeah. your body. Mm. When it's sending spend, you those aches time. and pains and headaches and whatever, listen to your body. Mm. Don't feel it with shit. So, mm. you know, be wary of what you're putting in it mm. because that all counts. Food and drink as well as energy. Yes. Because well, when you're absorbing other people's energy, you know, that, that, that goes into your body as well. It doesn't stay, you know, outside in your auric layers and, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, it does, it does affect you physically. It does. Um, no, no matter how strong and how good your boundaries are, there will Absolutely. be some side effects anyway. Okay. So next week it's manifesting. Um, I think we'll wrap it up for today. What do you think, Kerry? absolutely yeah. yeah but thank you all of those all of all of you who have been watching or are watching the replay if you want to share your story about burnout um please feel free um either kerry's page or my page um share your story with us um or any comments that um that you want to um add uh and nova's just saying this has such synchronized timing thank you ladies i assume um you mean that this message was delivered to you just at the right time so um yeah we're not surprised at all yeah. <laughs> hope that we this have a knack for a lot of people yeah i think um you're more than welcome yvonne um i think it's coming into that time of year too it, it is oh, Chris, christmas when someone says christmas is their favorite time of the year i'm thinking what's wrong with you why would that be your favorite time of the year? What Christmas are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, anyway, I, I think um, Christmas lost its magic for me a long, long time ago. It was magic when I was a kid, but somewhere, you know, over the years, it just, um, that magic just evaporated, probably when, you know, I had to spend, um, you know, serious Hours. dollars on the kids and all that. Yeah. And hours cooking and cleaning and oh, all the prepping, yeah. the prepping. Yeah, the prepping. It's like you spend you spend two hours, three hours, four hours on a meal, and then you sit down, and five minutes later, it's all gone, it's and gone. you're stuck with the dishes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's another bit of you know, bit of philosophizing for you, ladies yes. and gentlemen. Um, anyway, we'll wrap up for today. I hope you will join us next week uh, when we talk about manifesting because that's going to be another juicy one. So if you have any questions about manifest, manifesting, uh, please do share them with us and then we'll cover them off in uh, the broadcast next week. So until then, um, you all be good now. <laughs> Bye. Oh, 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 oh,